0: Hello and welcome to the More Confidence with Luna Gaia podcast. I am your host, Lenaria Gaia, and here we talk all things body image, self-esteem, your thinking in your mind, how do you connect true to you in every part of who you are. I want you to know that all of you is welcome, so sit back and relax and listen to today's episode. Sending you love. Hello and welcome to episode 143 of the More Confidence with Luna Gaia podcast. I, of course, am your host, Luna Gaia, and I'm here to help you change completely the way that you see yourself and your body so that you can stop hiding and start living once again. Because there is a truth deep within your heart. There is something, there's a unique talent and gift that you have to give to the world. And I want to see you bring that out. I want to see that. Don't you want to live in a world where we have less Limitations, less negative self talk, less self doubt, and live in a world where the truth of your heart can come out rather than hiding. Yes, let's do it. That is what this podcast is all about. This is what the work I do is all about. I teach people how to fell madly, deeply, wonderfully, and wholeheartedly in love with who they are so they can do just that bring out what's in your heart into the world. I know you have it in you and I know that it is magnificent and special and I want to see it out there in the world. So before we get stuck into today's episode, if you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and go ahead and hit that follow button depending on what platform you are tuning in on today because this is important work and I want to see this episode go far and wide and the bigger that this podcast gets and the further that it reaches, the better it actually gets as well. We can have better guests on, we can have higher production quality, but actually more than anything, we can actually send this video out to more and more people and get this message of self-love, of confidence, of being your best and most vibrant self to more and more people. So go ahead right now, click that button for me. That would be absolutely fantastic. So on today's episode, it's a little bit of a contentious subject. It is something that has been playing on my mind and on my being for a considerable amount of time now, and one that is a very personal point within my own journey. If you followed me for a little while, and if you follow me on any kind of platform where you see me live, you may have noticed that my body shape has changed over the last nine, 10 months or so, something along those lines. To put it bluntly, I've lost weight. Now, I am a body confidence coach. For the last 13 years, I've been teaching people how to fall madly, deeply, wonderfully in love with who they are, exactly as they are right now. And in the body positivity movement, losing weight is considered fat phobic, particularly if you've done it deliberately. If you've deliberately gone about losing weight, it can be considered that you are anti-fat that you are falling into the thin ideal, that you have decided to pack up your body positivity kind of activism stance and you have fallen over to the dark side. And on today's episode, I feel like it's a really important one to have a conversation for all of you people out there, for everyone out there who feels as though you are body positive, that you want to learn to love your body as it is right now, that you want to embrace your body as it is right now, and also you recognize that perhaps it would be in the best interest of your health, your mental health, just in the way that you function in the world if you had less kilos on your body. So if you want to be body positive and you want to lose weight, then today's podcast episode is for you. So strap on in and let's do this. I was recounting some of my old podcast episodes in episode 122, which is about nine months ago now. I spoke to this. I spoke to the beginning of this kind of journey. That as I was nine months ago, I was considerably heavier, heavier than what I am right now. And I had said upon the journey, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go ahead and do that maybe afterwards, because it'll be an interesting little viewpoint for you to have a look at where I was nine months ago in my relationship to my body, compared to how I am now. Because Really, when truth comes to it, the relationship I have with my body hasn't changed all that much. But this is a very, very different type of, quote, weight loss that I have undertaken. You may also have known in the last couple of episodes, even in episode, I think, 140, 141, I talk about how I, my history of my bulimia. So I had several eating disorders throughout my life, disordered eating that led to bulimia. I hated myself. That was just the reality. I, my whole life equated fat or being overweight to being unworthy, to being not valuable, to being someone that was unlovable and no one would like me or love me until I lost weight. That's what I learned very early on in my my development was that fat equaled ugly. Now we're talking the late 90s, the early 2000s here, and really all of the media supported this, all of the media it's a different world that we live in now there are different role models there are different conversations that are being have had fat people aren't just the brunt of the jokes they are they are being the leading ladies they are being the leading men maybe not so much the latter but you know we are seeing more and more people in bigger bodies not being the brunt of the joke and not being the you know token fat chick kind of vibe we're seeing more of that these days and it's a contentious subject because On one side of the field, you have a whole bunch of people saying, this is fantastic. We have people living in their larger bodies, having a beautiful time. We shouldn't have fat phobia. We shouldn't have people feeling as though they they are less because of their bodies, which is what led me to do the work that I do, right? I felt less because of my body and wanted to do something about it. And for a long time, I thought that doing something about it was losing weight, I thought that that was the solution. If I could lose weight, then I could be just like everybody else, fit in with the beauty standards, and life would be grand. Can you relate? I'm sure that you can some, in some way, shape, or form. That there's this push towards a thin ideal, a push towards the youthful ideal as well, that if we can just, particularly as women, look beautiful, which means being thin or being thinner, then we will be more valuable and more loved. And that's how I spent the first sort of 30-odd years of my life. I went on my first official diet when I was 16, and I lost 20 kilos in three months, which is an extreme way to do it, by the way. And the reason I lost weight at that time, that first time, was to gain worth. I thought that if I lost weight, I would gain worth. And in some ways, I kind of did. People praised me. People told me how amazing I was. They told me how great I was. I felt good for a while. And really, like all good dieters, I put the weight back on when I went off the diet. And that was the next 16 years of my life of going on and off and going on and off and going on and off. At least 10 years of my life of severe disordered eating that led me to bulimia. And that whole story is in another episode 141 142 I think something along those lines 140 (laughs) go check it out go have a look at the other episodes what what is really powerful is what happens when we make decisions from a place of fear from a place of wanting to be enough, from a place of pain and shame and judgment compared to what happens when we make decisions from a place of love, when we make decisions from a place of joy, of connection. Because that 16-year-old, when she first lost weight, wished that she could be enough. Same with the, I don't know, the 20 year olds the 22-year-old, the 25-year-old. I lost and put on so much weight in my life that I cannot even remember how much weight I've lost and put on in my life. That's just the truth of the matter. That first 20 kilos, I put it back on at some point, I lost it at some point, I put it back on at some point, I lost it at some point. And even just the way that we speak about weight loss is that we put the weight back on as if it's part of us. It's a strange way to use language. We put weight back on, we lost weight. We didn't put the weight back on or she lost the weight. We live in this culture. We live in this society, even now in 2023, that promotes and idealizes a certain type of body. And that body has changed over the years. There's no doubt about that. Over the, you know, at one point, Kate Moss, skinny, like ultra skinny, like almost heroin chic, was in fashion, super, super skinny. But someone like Elle McPherson back in the day, who's like athletic, like kind of curvier, was in fashion. We've had people like Anna Nicole Smith, who's got like breasts and a bum and curves, was in fashion. Marilyn Monroe was a size 14. And there's been different kind of beauty standards that we have held up to and revered in society over the years. What's important to realize is that these beauty standards are driven by profit. (laughs) They really are that what sells, what sells the clothes, what sells the, the clothing, the fashion, the makeup, what sells the weight loss product, what sells, what sells, what sells, what sells. And generally a thinner body sells. People want to be thinner and they're not. So we have led ourselves down a path where chasing the thin ideal has become really detrimental to a lot of people. And it was for me for a really long time. It was a very, very painful experience. And and probably at the age of about 30, 32, we're talking eight or 10 years ago, I decided that I was never going to diet again. I'd been on so many diets and I was on a self-love journey and I felt for myself that I never wanted to be on a diet ever again in my life. And I've upheld that. I've upheld that. Just think about that for a second. I've just told you that I've lost weight recently. I've told you that I never want to go on a diet again and that I do not prescribe to the thin ideal. What? What? How does this all work? So I do not prescribe to the thin ideal. I think the beauty standards are toxic. I've not been on a diet and I've deliberately lost weight. How the hell do all those things marry up? Here's where it gets really interesting and why this episode could be quite controversial and a point of contention. I am healthier when I'm lighter. And something that the body positivity movement ignores a lot is the fact that there are a bunch of people who do want to feel healthier. Now, you can be healthy in a big body. I was. 17 kilos ago, I exercised regularly. I ate clean food. I ate well. I ate healthy food regularly. And I moved my body all the time. I meditated. I did lots of yoga. I was active and healthy as healthy as I could be with additional weight on my body. And the body positivity movement ignores the fact that there are people who do want to be in a slimmer body, not just because they are chasing a thin ideal, not just because they are being pressured by society to be skinnier, not just because they think that they'll be worthy if they're lighter. The reality is, is that when, for me personally, I'll speak for me personally, when I'm carrying a considerable amount of extra weight, I'm tired. I don't have energy. I don't feel strong or fit because I wasn't particularly. And I wanted to feel lighter in my being. Getting up off the couch was harder moving around was harder. Wearing clothes was harder because things would restrict around my belly. It was a harmful experience for me. Now I want to share with you the turning point because I had decided I wasn't going to diet again and my weight was pretty well the same. <laughs> my my weight was pretty well the same thing. I didn't balloon out all of a sudden. That wasn't the case by any stretch of the imagination. I was active, I was healthy, I was well. For the most part, I was all of those things. I'd had a baby during the time I had written a book and on the cover of that book said here, shown, I am probably the heaviest that I've ever been in my entire life. I'm wearing a bikini and I freaking loved my body. Loved my body, loved my body, loved myself, knew I was worthy, knew I was valuable. I really want to share with you here that it is not what we do, it is why we do it. The why, your intentions behind why you do something is so much more critical than what you're actually doing. Because if you are attempting to lose weight because you think that you're going to gain worth, it's going to backfire on you. If you are losing weight or attempting to lose weight because you want to fit into a certain dress for a certain event because you think other people are going to like you better, you think that you're going to look better and therefore be more valuable, more worthy, if you think that it's going to make you feel like you were enough sustainably for a long period of time, think again. Because it won't. Not only for myself but for millions of people out there. We've watched people lose and put on weight or lose weight Feel good for a little while and then wonder why their depression comes back. Because they've never addressed the real issue that's going on inside of themselves. They've never addressed the real reason that led them to potentially overeat. Because that's the reality. Let's face it. We know. Now I at me at my heaviest, I was eating well. I was just eating too much of it. <laughs> you can overeat on steak. You can overeat on vegetables. You know, it's pretty hard to do it on green vegetables, but you can still eat more than what is necessary for your body. That's the reality for most of us. Now, I'm not a nutritionist or a personal trainer, but I do understand that in order for us to lose weight, we need to eat less than we burn. That's the reality. And if we eat the same amount that we burn, we'll maintain our weight, which is what I did for a long time. It just happened to be in a bigger body. Because I wasn't going to, by any stretch of the imagination, think about losing weight. Because I needed to love me first. I really needed to understand why. And I had spent, up until this point of this book, I had spent 10 years prior to that learning how to love myself teaching you how to love yourself, deepening my self-love as I continue to do so that I could be completely free in my body, wear bikinis, wear the crop tops, wear the clothes that I wanted to wear that I thought that I needed to be skinny to do. And I did. Wholeheartedly I did. Confident, shining, out there, like loving myself and loving my body. If you're thinking about losing weight And you think that that's going to be the answer to you, your confidence issues. It's not going to work. It'll work temporarily, but the two things are going to happen. You'll lose weight. You'll be in a lighter, leaner body and your behavior wouldn't have changed enough for you to sustain it. So you'll go back to eating the way that you were eating before and likely you'll put on weight, right? Or... You lose the weight, you feel confident for a period of time, people tell you how fabulous you are and you panic that you need to stay this way and still force yourself to quote be on a diet the whole time. It's not going to work. Sustainable change, any kind of sustainable change that happens in our life happens incrementally and it happens on an identity level. We have to change our relationship with ourselves and who we are in order to make long lasting change. That's just the reality of it. Long lasting change happens when we align our identity with it. That's why diets don't work. They work from a perspective of if you stick to it, you will lose weight. But when you're doing it for a short period of time, for a short outcome, you're not changing who you are. You are not getting to the core of the reason why you ate too much in the first place. You're not getting to the reason why you are unhappy with yourself and so when you get to that lighter weight you'll still be unhappy with yourself it'll be your floppy arms or your not pumped enough chest or your 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 stomach isn't flat enough you've still not toned enough whatever it is you'll just find something wrong with the body that you have have you ever had the experience where you've looked back on a photo of yourself knowing how you felt about yourself at that time And you think, oh, my God, if I could only be as fat as what I thought I was back then. Yeah? We've had this experience where we recognise that in the past we hated ourselves and our bodies, but when we look back on that photo, we think, oh, my God, she was gorgeous. There's a version of you 10, 20 years from now thinking exactly the same thing about you right now. You can learn to love your body and yourself as you are right now and if you go about making any kind of changes to your body without doing that you're screwed because you'll still not like yourself when you get there it still won't be enough you still won't be perfect it still won't be the thing that you were looking for because my friends the things that you're looking for is not outside of you It's not in your body, it's not in losing weight or in other examples, getting the dream job or buying that car. None of your happiness and fulfillment and self-love exists outside of you. It exists inside of you. It is in here, it's an internal experience. So I know for myself wholeheartedly that the decision that I made nine or 10 months ago to shift weight took me three months to get to. And I say that it took me three months to get to in the sense that I really sat down with myself and made sure that I understood the reasons why I wanted to lose weight. It had to be clean for me. It had to be not for beauty image, body image, excuse me, couldn't be for beauty standards. It couldn't be because I thought I would be more valuable if I was lighter. It couldn't be that I thought that I'd be more lovable if I was lighter. It couldn't be for any of the reasons previously that I'd lost weight for. The reason, the very reason it had to be for me was an act of self-love. had to be an act of self-love. I had to go on this mission to make sure that changing the way that I ate and moved my body would be a result of self-love. And that needs to be my North Star. Because once upon a time, I would restrict my food, right? I would restrict myself. I can't eat that. No, I'm on a diet. I really shouldn't. Give me three months. I'll eat it then. Or go punish myself at the gym. I got to work off that mouse bar I had on the weekend. It was always this reward and punishment cycle that I experienced every single day of my life when I was on a diet. When I was on a diet, I would be losing the weight. Three months later, I'd be considerably lighter. Everybody would tell me how great I was. And then I would go back to whatever I was doing before. Because it was an act of punishment. It wasn't an act of self-love back then. Remember, it's not what we do, it's why we do it. I sat down with myself. I worked with a hypnotic weight loss coach, someone that I trust dearly on to be able, that was going to be able to support me, not in like, I want to lose weight so I can be thin and wear a bikini. I was already wearing bikinis. I was already confident. I already loved myself. I wanted to make sure that I was making these decisions based on love. And I recommend that if you are wanting to lose weight, that you really make sure that you love yourself first, or that you make it an act of self-love in the journey of it, right? That you are making decisions based on love, not based on fear, not based on chasing enoughness or trying to get worthy, but on you, on the love that you have for yourself. So how? I'm sure that some of you are thinking about that. Hang on, she hasn't been on a diet. Yeah. Now, you could call what I have been doing lately a diet if you so felt inclined. But the reality is it just makes sure that for the most part I'm burning more than I'm eating and not by much. And I'm going to get into details for a second here because I know that this is important. Back in the day I remember that, that everyone told us that we would eat 2,000 calories a day, that's what a woman needed, 2,000 calories a day, and that we should be eating to lose weight 1,500, like twelve to 1,500 calories a day. Now, if you've ever been on a diet where you've had to eat 12 to 1,500 calories a day, I can pretty well guarantee that you are freaking miserable. You are hungry all the damn time. That's why you felt like on a diet. And you're like, no, I can't. I can't eat that. And that's what led me to binge eating. And eventually the binge eating led me to bulimia because I was hungry all the damn time. I was restricted. I couldn't eat that. I can't do that. I better not. For me now, there is no time frame. This isn't like I need to get to a certain body in 3 months' time or by the end of the year. The goal here is forever. It's a forever goal, and I remind myself that on a regular basis. I want to be in the best shape that I possibly can be. Why? Because I want to be fit, healthy and strong. Because I want to live in a body that Is so flexible and strong and yes, lean because it makes my functioning easier. When I don't have excess fat on my body, functioning is easier. And I want to feel more alive. I want to feel more vital. I want to feel that I have the energy to go change the world like I'm on a mission to do so. I can't do that when I'm not as healthy as I could be. So that's the mission. It's not lose a certain weight by a certain amount of time for a certain event. Is it lose kilos? Yep. Does it really matter? No. Am I moving towards a direction where I am eating in a way that is nourishing my body? I'm not hungry. I never go hungry. I eat food deliciously. And the recommendation for my own self again, not a doctor, not a nutritionist, not a dietitian, not a PT, just a confidence coach. Hear me out there. For me, if you just reduced your calories by 10 or 20%, right? And make your goals long term, long term. Just say if your numbers were 2000 calories, even though that's quite low anyway based on the research that I've been studying recently, even if it just, say, it was 2,000 calories, rather than drop to 1,500 calories or 1,200 calories, take it to 1,900 calories, 1,800 calories. And I hear some of you say, oh, my God, but how will I ever lose weight? You do that for a year <laughs> and you will lose weight and you won't even notice it because you're not hungry all the time. Right? These are making small, sustainable adjustments. And I talk about this in every single area of your life. I talk this about goals that you want to reach. You may have seen in some other of my podcast episodes that I play piano every day. And my minimum requirement to play piano every day is 10 minutes. And I've been doing that for four and a half years. These days, mostly, I play about half an hour. But for the last four and a half years, my minimum requirement is 10 minutes. And I can play piano now. When we start to elongate our goals, when we start to move ourselves away from it, it has to happen now. Things change because now you're not moving towards a, I'm not enough and I'm in three months time when I've lost the weight, I'll be enough. No, no, I'm enough right now. I'm whole and complete now within my being. I'm loved. I'm lovable. I'm beautiful. I'm hot AF and I was back then, by the way. All of those things were still true. 17 kilos ago. The relationship with my body has not changed. I loved my body then when I was heavier and I love my body now. And the things that I do for it now are even more loving. I love my body more now, not because of what it looks like, but I'm giving it more love. I'm showing it more love by moving it in a way that makes it feel fit and strong and vital by helping it release some of the pressure on my joints by having less weight on my body. And I think that the body positivity movement could really go with acknowledging that there are people out there who do want to lose weight and that losing weight isn't just a form of self-abuse that is tied up with beauty standards. If we learn to love ourselves first, deeply, if we realize our inherent worth, if we understand that we are so freaking valuable, and then we go about making changes to our circumstances, in this case, our body, then the journey of that becomes one of love, not one of self-rejection. And then anything that happens as a result of that is a bonus. Yeah. To move our bodies meaningfully, to eat in a way that is meaningful for us. Am I, quote, watching what I eat? Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I am. Because I understand that I need to be in some level of a caloric deficit in order to shift fat off my body. There is nothing wrong with being fat. There is nothing wrong with having fat on your body. You are perfect exactly the way that you are, whole and complete. You are valuable. You are worthy. You are enough. You are lovable in whatever body shape or size you have right now. And if you feel as though the weight on your body is detrimental to your way of life, the lifestyle that you want to lead, if you feel as though the fat on your body is holding you back, from being able to play with your kids, to be able to do the classes that you want to do, if it's holding you back, not from an emotional perspective, not from a mental perspective of, I can't do that because I'm fat, but because it is limiting your ability to do the things that you want to do in your life and to live your life, then it's okay to do something about it. Do it from love, not because you're chasing enoughness. I'd love to know your thoughts on this. I'd love to hear what you think about the... Leave me a voice message. Send me an email, loveyourself at moreconfidence.com.au. Follow me on the socials, Lenaria Gaia. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, even on the old LinkedIn. I am a speaker, so I am available to come and speak at your group, your organisation, your company. And if you are curious, my books are now open for the next month. For the next four weeks throughout the month of June and July, my books are open for one-on-one coaching. So if you are thinking like, hey, you know what? I'd actually really like to get some handholding and support. I'm taking a handful of people at the moment to come on board to work with me one-on-one. It's by application only. So get in touch with me in some way, shape or form. In the meantime, I would love for you to hit that follow button, the subscribe button if you haven't already, and share this episode. Have you got friends? Are you in a group where where people are thinking about losing weight but are doing it from a space of hating themselves? Because we never hate ourselves healthy. We can't reject ourselves into wholeness. In order for us to really, really fully love and accept who we are, we need to do it from a space of love. And if we're thinking about changing our body or our circumstances, if we don't do it from love, it is not sustainable. We won't be able to do it for the long term. I love you. I hope you love you too. And I'll see you next time. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to the More Confidence with Luna Guy podcast. I hope you feel more confident, more self assured, and ready to go tackle the world's problems and maybe kick ass in some of your dreams. If you haven't already, I would love for you to like and subscribe, follow, and maybe leave a review so that other people know how to find this awesome podcast too. If you're wanting to sink your teeth into something even more juicy, my number one best selling book. Perfectly Imperfect, Your Complete Guide to Loving Yourself and Loving Your Body is now available on all good bookstore sites, both in print, digital, and I narrated it for Audible as well. If you think the coaching or maybe one of my courses is for you, why not head to www.moreconfidence.com.au and get in touch and see if we can talk. And of course, you can find me all across the social medias. That's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, which is where you're probably listening now, or maybe even here on the podcast platform, sending you big love and wishing you a beautiful day.